Hello, I'm Kate Freeman, and this is The Daily Dollop. The Daily Dollop podcast is proudly brought to you by The Capital Chemist, Australia's premium community pharmacy where loyalty matters. On this episode of The Daily Dollop, I'm chatting about hanger, the irrational anger you feel when you get too hungry and what you can do about it. Welcome back to The Daily Dollop podcast, everybody. My name's Kate Freeman. I'm a registered nutritionist and the founder of The Healthy Eating Hub and The Healthy Eating Clinic And fun fact about me is that, speaking of hunger, is that I experience hunger in a variety of different ways, actually. If I'm feeling anxious, which is often first thing in the morning when I wake up, my hunger feels more like nausea and I can feel that my blood sugar levels are low and that I need to eat, but I have no appetite, so I don't really want to eat because I'm just feeling a bit unwell. But later on in the day, frequently around snack times and when it's time to eat again around lunch in particular, my stomach audibly growls and, you know, it happens during a consultation with a client, particularly if we're talking about food. And I've always got very delicious food ideas when I'm talking to a client. And yeah, sometimes my my stomach audibly growls and the client can hear it. And um, yeah, so that's fun. (laughs) Sometimes I can feel hungry and this is often towards the end of the day, particularly if I've had a really busy day and I haven't eaten enough and it just feels like my stomach is eating itself. It's, It's like a pain. And often when I feel this kind of hunger, I am also angry. So it's my hungry, angry time, right? This irrational anger that I experience from being too hungry. And so what I want you guys to do as you're listening to this episode is think about how you experience hunger because certainly having some really good awareness about how you feel and perceive your own hunger is a really important way of learning to manage hunger or this irrational (laughs) anger that we feel when we get hungry. Now, if you think about the challenges with this, it's that essentially being hungry or like hangry is leading us to make decisions that we often regret regret later on. And so that's the main challenge with being, you know, hangry. And there's all these great memes online. It's like, oh, I'm sorry for the things I said when I was hungry, right? And certainly for people who have weight loss goals or they've been on and off of, you know, fad diets over the years, they'll know that when they become excessively hungry that they then become irritable, grumpy and angry and also then are prone to make food choices that then cause them to, you know, break the diet. And I'm I'm using rabbit ears like inverted commas with my fingers when I say break the diet. And it's one of the reasons why I encourage people to to stop dieting um, because, you know, there's just – I've talked about this on the show before. But what's been super cool in researching and prepping for this episode is that being too hungry has been defined by a, a scientific paper that I've been reading as a hot state, 
which I super love. I guess it's kind of like, you know, that whole like hot mess sort of idea, but a hot state. And so if you're keen to read the paper, I've linked to it in the show notes. It's a really great read. But the premise is, you know, if you're thinking about our normal lives, every day we're faced with two choices, to go with the small immediate reward or wait for the larger yet delayed reward. It's this, you know, idea, right, of us opting to eat the large piece of cake in front of us when losing weight is our goal. And and it's documented by research that the lure of small immediate rewards can frequently win over the delayed larger rewards. And this is actually seen as disadvantageous decision-making because it seems quite silly considering our ability to think about the future and to think long-term that we know a larger reward is coming if we're happy to wait for it, yet we we frequently don't make those decisions. And so certainly even if we know that the, the small immediate reward doesn't lead to positive long-term outcomes, we still make those decisions. And so research has further um, identified that hot states or really emotive or visceral states have a bad reputation of basically (laughs) short-circuiting our self-control. And when we're in a hot state, we have a lot less patience for the long-term benefit that comes from exhibiting self-control, which is kind of cool. Stuff we already knew, but I always love it when there is things that we just instinctively know about ourselves and then science goes ahead and just says, yes, this is correct. And so there is an overwhelming amount of scientific evidence that exists, which indicates that people become more impulsive and opt for immediate gratification of their desires when they are emotional, hungry, sexually aroused, or otherwise in a hot state. And so I just want to read you an excerpt from the paper. So, for example, sexually aroused people engage in more impulsive decision-making about sexual encounters, even when aware of potential negative consequences. Also, hungry people become more wanting of food and tend to forget about their weight goals. These findings make sense when considering that hot states in general and visceral drives are adaptive physiological states that increase the motivation to satisfy important immediate physical needs such as drinking water when thirsty. So there's this element of survival instinct around this hot state when we're feeling emotional or visceral, really hungry, right? That that means that we're going for that impulsive decision-making of the immediate reward right in the moment. And, you know, getting a drink of water when you're thirsty, finding something to eat when you're hungry are all really good things to do. And so I think the key here is, you know, when I've talked to people over the years about how to manage their hunger, oh, what should I do when I get hungry? I'm like, you should eat because – Hunger is your body's way of asking for more fuel. Now, if you're concerned that your hunger is more heightened than normal or you're drawn to eat foods that then mean that you're going to consume too much fuel for your goals, then that's when actually, you know, putting some key nutrition principles in place around, you know, um, high vegetable intake and whole foods and portion control, right? A lot of things that I talk about on this show – then start to come into play. But I, 
I'm a really big believer in that if you are hungry, you should eat because if you let yourself get too hungry, you'll get hangry. And so, right, this whole idea of um, being hungry, angry is that when you are in this state, it's like you get to the point where you don't care anymore and you may have avoided carbs all day, but when you're hangry, you're like, give me some friggin' bread, right? And you might have quit sugar for a whole week, but in one hangry sweep, right, the fundraising chocolate box has officially reached its budget for the day because you bought all the chocolates. When you're hangry, the planned steamed fish and vegetables becomes pasta and garlic bread with a large side of wine. And you might say things like, what's the point? I don't care about losing weight anymore. Or things like, I'm never going to fit into that dress. I may as well just eat whatever I want. And it can be that the golden dreams of the morning when we woke up fresh and full of hope for our health and fitness goals just gets run over by the hangry train, right, and dragged along the tracks for a few kilometres and we just feel pretty frustrated. And the thing is, is when you're in that super hungry state and you make that impulsive decision to just eat whatever and you abandon your goals, which science says is a real thing that happens, is that once you've actually eaten, a really interesting thing happens, your blood sugar levels begin to rise, your brain now has the fuel that it prefers and needs and the the decision to throw the goals out the window and to eat everything in sight now seems like a super bad idea right and you can think why did I just do that right and you think the goals that you so readily abandoned in that hungry state now all of a sudden you're like they are important why did I throw them out the window and then it can be this vicious cycle that can also get us stuck into this all or nothing mindset of being on the diet, off the diet, because we're f- constantly fluctuating between states of this is really important to me, I'm going to be really strict and I'm going to be really good to then finding ourselves really, really hungry, making impulsive decisions, eating something that doesn't align with our goals and then feeling really, really bad about that. What's interesting is when science backs up cool stories. And so I grew up, you know, most of you have been listening to the show since its beginning. You'll know that I grew up um, as a pastor's kid. So my father was a minister in church. And there's this Bible story in the Old Testament of the Bible about two men and their brothers. And the culture in those days with these two men meant that the main inheritance and blessing went to the firstborn son. And it was known as the birthright. So the story goes that the younger brother, who was a little bit deceitful and and tricky, was at home making stew. He was a pretty domestic kind of guy. He liked to hang around the home. You know, perhaps he was just testing out his new thermomix. We don't know. But his older brother, who is described as being a rough, outdoorsy sort of man, was out hunting. And in true paleo hunter style, the older brother had spent all day hunting And because he'd been out a long time and not packed himself enough appropriate snacks, he returned home extremely hungry. Now, can you imagine coming home starving, right? And all you can smell is this pot of stew bubbling away on the stove. And so, of course, your appetite rages, right? Like, give me something to eat. So the hungry older brother says, quick, let me have some of that stew. I'm famished. The younger brother thinks about it for a bit. Well, actually, that's my poetic license. And if you do want to read the actual biblical account, there is a link in the show notes there if you do want to read it. But, right, I'm sure the younger brother did ponder it for a bit to just see how desperate his brother was. 
First, sell me your birthright. And the older brother replies, look, I'm about to die. What good is a birthright to me? And so essentially what happens, right, the older brother sells his birthright for a bowl of stew and some bread. Not the brightest crayon in the box. But I love this story because it it makes me feel better what about myself because I get super angry and cross when I'm hungry. I say mean things. I can make poor food choices, right? I can be impulsive and emotional. And then when I eat, my whole perspective on these changes as my blood sugar levels return to normal, right? And if you think about it, like this guy, this older brother gave up his entire family inheritance for a bowl of stew. Can you imagine what he felt like when his blood sugar levels returned to normal? Like, oh my God, like what have I done? <laughs> oh, so stressful. Anyway, I want to leave you with some thoughts to help you cage the hangry monster and just stay a little bit more level throughout the day. So tip number one, you do really need to learn to give your body the energy that it needs. So don't starve it so much. You obviously are not going to get so hangry if you actually give yourself some food to eat during the day. So choosing high fiber, minimally processed sources of carbohydrate rich food, oats, brown rice, sweet potato, potato with the skin on, rye bread, lentils, chickpeas, beans, they can all be fantastic energy sources for the body. Try and put around a quarter of a dinner plate or a fist serving at each of your meals, breakfast, lunch and dinner, um, right? nice good quality muesli for breakfast, etc. The next tip is then pair that source of carbohydrate with some protein. So aiming to include some minimally processed protein rich foods at your meals like Greek or natural yogurt, eggs, chicken breast or chicken thigh, steak, chopped salmon, whitefish, tuna, tofu, etc. Um, and aim again for about that fist size, quarter of a dinner plate, right? And um, and pair that with your carbohydrate food. Then of course, definitely beefing out the rest of the meal with veg, like I've talked about, is a really good idea. But the third tip is then try not to go so long without food. It's pretty frequently advised these days to try intermittent fasting. I want you to go back over my, some of my previous episodes on fasting where I look at the science and the research, but I have some pretty strong views around that just from a, a hunger perspective and denying when the body wants to eat. If you're getting to the point where being hangry is happening a lot to you, then then fasting is not for you. So have have quick and handy snacks ready to keep you going throughout the day. And lastly is stop and be mindful. So Knowing that you are victim to making impulsive decisions is a key part of managing your this whole time. So, you know, if you feel like there's no hope and you won't survive unless you grab something to eat, try to remain calm, take a deep breath, grab a glass of water, really weigh up your options about what it is that you do want to eat or can you wait for your next meal. And there might be chocolate biscuits available and just decide that you're going to have one and not 10, right? So think about what it is that you want to eat and do your best to make a mindful decision. In the end, finding yourself regularly hangry may just be due to the fact that you're constantly on a diet or dieting too strictly um, and perhaps it's time to take a more balanced approach. And if that's the case, then definitely seek out some help. Well, that's it for today's episode. Reach out for some help if you need it, but let's work at not um, 
letting that hangry monster come out today. Thanks, Dean. A big thank you to the Capital Chemist and the Daily Dollop in crowd for their continued support of our show. We couldn't do this without them. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you love what you're hearing, please leave us a review.